0: Welcome back to Fish for People. This it's is it, Pastor Chris. I'm Eric Heyer from Olivet Lutheran Church. Thanks for joining us today. Um, we've got some youth that are on some trips. We have our senior high youth, which uh, they'll be coming back tomorrow. But then later on this week, the the middle school youth yep. is uh, is going on a trip as well. And that got us to talking about some of the amazing things that happen. When you're on these youth trips, or or just traveling outside the walls it, of the church it, and doing it, th- it, doing it, things, unlike anything else, you know, it is.
1: So yeah, our youth staff will need a very good rest <laughs> after this week, <laughs> yes. at ten days on youth trips, and it's busy and it's wonderful and tiring, and but there there really is something when when you go with a group of from from your community and you mm-hmm. travel together. And it is really this communal living for however long you're gone. Right. There's a remarkable thing that happens. Uh, well, many actually, you know, you got to figure out how to live together. Uh-huh. You know, um, how to how to travel together. I uh, <clears throat> only half jokingly supplied each van <laughs> um, with Dr. Scholl's foot odor spray. It's good stuff. It, uh, it's joking, but an absolute necessity when you're... Traveling together in the summertime, yep. um, so yeah, yep. you figure out how to live together, you figure out how to travel together, and 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 do all of these things. Um, and in the midst of that, you're having fun, you're enjoying some things. You might be challenged a little bit in different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, there's something transformational that happens inside you because when when we are drawn closer to each other in this. Uh, travel kind of experience, and you you have a focus on God's love for us, you're drawn closer to God. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I can explain it. I'm sure psychology has thoughts about that. But I know it's true, that we are drawn closer together. Um, you know, the the challenges these guys have, have done. Um, I heard about the roller coaster they went on last night. Right. Um, yeah, sounds like... Um, Quite an experience. It was pr- pretty intense from what I, what I, I heard. I, I heard that even the word Hades was in the title, <laughs> the name of the roller coaster. I'm like, oh, that's a great idea. Let's do it twice, right? <laughs> right. Um, <clears throat> uh, they went kayaking on Lake Superior. At night. At night, in the dark. Right. With, you know, these, the colored lights on the, I mean, it was, it was pretty neat. I mean, there's a, a, a bonding kind of experience that, and I know so many people were out of their comfort zone, but they did it together. Mm-hmm. And that's an amazing thing that can happen to us. We're sent from a community of faith. We go out to not just have some fun, hopefully that's a big part of it, yep. um, but learn a little bit, about ourselves, about the world, and about God, and it happens in a way that doesn't normally happen in the everyday right in in your normal experience of life and at home and 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 day to day church stuff, um, there's something remarkable
0: that that occurs when you're able to do that. One of the things that I remember. Uh, growing up, uh, I know you've been a part of it many times, uh, and and it's coming up next summer. Yeah. is is the National Youth Gathering, right. and, and one of the things that I remember is is being in. I, I was at well, most recently I was in Houston, but my first one as as a high schooler was in Dallas. And, uh, yeah. And yeah, we we had two stadiums yeah. of yeah. of <laughs> Lutheran kids yeah. hanging out and. For me, as yeah. part of my faith journey, you kind of look around and you're like, okay, I'm not the only one, and this is pretty cool. Yeah. This is, this it's is, and it was such, it had such a big impact on faith formation. Yep.
1: It it really does, it, especially in that churchwide gathering, because it's 30, 35,000 Lutheran kids in one place. and And you hear that literally hundreds of times young people who will participate in something like that. And they look around when you've got a dome stadium filled and you go, I'm not alone. Yeah. Right. You know, um, everyone's coming, um, you know, very few will admit it, but they're, they're dealing with the same kinds of stuff. Sure. I mean, you yep. want to go back to being teens again, not me. No. Right. <laughs> um, but, but in that place you go, everyone's got this stuff going on and yet we're we're addressing that and somehow, and we're praising God at the same time, and and it's remarkable. Um, so yeah, back in New Orleans next summer, right? Um, it, youth trips. There's so many. I, I've had the occasion to be to <clears throat> two youth gatherings in New Orleans, and okay, you know, so <laughs> looking back on a lot of youth trips over the years. So in July, August, I've been to New Orleans twice with youth, uh, Puerto Rico. And India, Southern India in July, August. Pretty warm. Not particularly smart, right? <laughs> you know, in yes. um, and, and most of those, India, it was almost three weeks, you know, and Puerto Rico too. It was unbelievably hot and humid. My, my hair literally never dried oh, for yeah. almost three weeks. Yep. you just soaking wet. And, and uh, um. <laughs> would you want to do something like that for vacation? No. Um, but when, you, when you're when you there for the purposes, right, some of them are service trips, some of them were right. other learning opportunities, and um, you go, you you kind of transcend um, the elements for the purpose uh, of your trip.
0: Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: You know, you get, that's a, you know, the, the weather in those cases is a challenge in itself. And so you're trying to live together, travel together, work together, all of those things. And then you've got this oppressive heat and humidity in Puerto Rico, uh, especially. I mean, we were sleeping on the f- concrete floors in in the upstairs of a, of a church. Right. You're, you're you're not at the Hilton. No air conditioning. Yeah. You know, it was. in it, so, but you're all in it together. And so you go to you know, and here's a here's a really interesting thing that happens on the the churchwide gatherings. You get thirty some thousand Lutheran kids. You have these big gatherings, worship. There's lots of learning opportunities. There's um, a lot of fun. I mean, there's a dance every night. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, it's really cool. Um, tons of learning, tons of small group time. And, and then for the three full days of the gathering, one of them, you're going to have a full day of work your fingers bloody Um, in some cases, literally, service projects throughout the city. And, you know, some years ago in Detroit, it was the same thing. But in New Orleans, it it was really poignant because um, the last two times it was held in New Orleans was 2009 and 2012. So 2009, they're still recovering from Katrina. And, and other hurricanes that had ravaged the area. In fact, I just talked to people from Cajun country, and they said, yeah, it was years, and, mm. and there's still things now that aren't the same. So here you've got at least 10,000 kids a day in their orange T-shirts mm. or whatever it is, um, going out and doing dirty, lousy, horrible jobs throughout the city. In Christ's name, in love, right? And so 2012, the, the residents of New Orleans would recognize the group. They remembered. They remembered all those youth in those orange t-shirts. From just three years before. They were here um, and going out to serve in their homes and in their neighborhoods. And they would drive by, roll down their windows, and let you know that you were appreciated.
0: Mm.
1: When we we're in Detroit, we we're in the gathering kind of staging area. And, you know, Detroit's got tons of problems, yeah. you know, still does. And here you've got 10,000 kids in these different colored, brightly colored shirts, right? And the local paper um, put a picture of it. And said it looked like a Skittles factory exploded. <laughs> which I thought, yeah, it was kind of cool. But there again, it was these you you're going out into in some places you wouldn't want to go after dark. So we weren't unsafe. Right.
0: Yeah.
1: You don't want to stay there after dark. You know that that there could be some difficulties, but you go out and, and carry your love in a very active way. And I I kinda think that experiences on a youth trip that can encapsulate a big part of it. That love is a verb. Mm. It's not simply something. We need times just to be. And you get that on a youth trip, right? Yeah. And we need it at home. Um, But a great deal of the time, look, throughout the gospel, according to John, um, faith or belief, trust is always in its verb form. It is. It's not passive. It's not just sitting there. It's, Active, participating. And so we experience God's love. And and to really experience that turns us out in love to the world. And that's the full experience of love. That's one of the main things I think that you'll experience on a youth trip Mm. because you're out of your regular element. You've got all these other challenges, you've got other tremendous opportunities, and you're figuring out how to live love.
0: And then that becomes the challenge when you come home. Right. Yep. Because you, you, come back and you, you've got all that enthusiasm and, and everything that you've taken in and and then, and then what do you do? Yeah. What do you do? Because it's, it's, it's not the same yet. We are called to continue with that. Yep. So,
1: so regularly you're, you're at the end of a youth trip and you're tired and you're worn out and you're just full and it's wonderful. You're on the top of the mountain Mm. and, You know, even, even for every one of us, you go on a vacation or something like that and you come and you're rested and you, you know, hopefully, um, and, and you'll be rejuvenated when, when you get back home and you go back to work and all things but then life hits. Right. As it always does. And probably always should. It's the way it is. And you're going, okay, um, what I experienced on this, um, isn't the experience of my regular everyday life. And so the, the, the real challenge can be an obstacle, but it's also an opportunity is to say, okay, what was it about that experience that, that had me in that place where I was living love actively and receiving it and sharing it and living it out? And, and why is it difficult? And, and so that's the trick. You come back home and you go, well, the every day of church it doesn't seem like this. Why can't it be every day and I'm like, you know, ask our youth leaders when they come home they'll tell you exactly why it can't be every day you're <laughs> you're beat you're exhausted yep. you can't yep. you can't do it. The other stuff of life has to happen, and so you're in a place where you think okay i I want to experience that." Um, it's more than a feeling. It's 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 a place of being. Um, and what was it about that trip that I can translate into my everyday routine? Maybe to help me in that love relationship with God and with God's world and God's kids. And and that's the challenge. And those these kids that are coming back tomorrow and the ones that'll go this weekend, they'll experience that when they come home. And I think our job as the church. Um, um, is to be together with that and help each other, you know. Um, the most difficult times to live your faith, I think, are in the regular, ordinary, boring parts of life. Exactly. You know, when things are great, it's easier to be grateful. Mm-hmm. When things are difficult, it's easier to, I think, to cry to God and say, either, Lord, I'm angry with you, I don't understand, or uh, help me, please. It's in the regular stuff. And there's, here's what I think about, about a trip that takes us away. It gives us that opportunity and model to be actively engaged in our faith on a daily basis. Now, it's not going to look the same as a full day schedule on a trip, right? We've got other stuff. We've got responsibilities. We've got work. We've got school. We've got family. We've got everything. But what about some kind of intentional connection, action that keeps me in that place where love is still a verb? And that's how we stay connected. And I think that's the church's one of the church's callings is to help each other on that journey. Yeah. Remember, love is a verb. It's a verb.
0: Yeah. Very good. You know?
1: God giving us love, God is acting, Mm -hmm. right? And we can receive that. We don't have to be active to receive it. But to really and fully experience it, there are practices, there are important things that we can be about to participate in that love. And it's so
0: much more fulfilling. I'm excited to hear what happens when they come back. Me too. I'm excited for those stories, and yeah. then I'm excited to see how it has changed them yeah. and and uh, and what becomes of it, because right. it is life-changing. Big time. It Big is. Time.
1: For parents who are going to have those kids come back, just bring a plastic garbage bag, throw their stuff in there, just
0: <laughs> put it on top of the roof of your vehicle. When you're driving and, driving, And yep. then just throw it right in the wash. Yep. Best advice ever. Very good idea. (laughs) Thanks for joining us for our podcast called Fish for People. If you uh, liked what you saw and what you heard, please uh, like it and subscribe and send it on to others. And uh, we'll have another podcast in a couple of weeks. Got some ideas. Thank you. All right. Thanks.
1: Take care. God bless.